Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. Hey there, welcome, Ohio Network, Chris and Craig show, and hey, uh, we got George Thomas here, and George usually does the Thursday movie show with Craig, but man, there's all kinds of stuff going on, uh, even apart from movies that we want to talk to him quick about. George, how's it going? Uh, like you guys, I'm tired. <laughs> I am too. It was a busy day today. Jesus, it's been a busy month at work. Everything's this week, breaking. This week's been a month. It's only the eighth of the month, gentlemen. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I, I will say, like last Saturday at work, uh, you know, Saturdays and Sundays are slow day in newspapers. If you you haven't realized that, I what? mean, well, you I mean, what? Well, it's, a, it's a slow day for news. I mean, that's like yeah. saying Friday night, Friday afternoon news dumps are not a real thing or something. Well, Saturday morning, there's not a ton of breaking news. This past Saturday morning, there were shootings in Akron. There was like a fatal accident in Akron, a, a boat accident in Mansfield. I mean, everything was going on. It was nuts. I'm sorry, but shootings in Akron are oh, yeah, a daily occurrence, and it's tragic. Right, of course. That's, that's really nothing new. I mean, so I, I, I marvel at the number of shootings Akron has for the size of the city it is. Yeah. Well, that's nothing new. And mind you, I won't see another weekend off for yeah what? March. Well, unless I'm on, unless I'm on vacation, right? I won't see a weekend off. So don't hear, don't talk to me about that. Okay, no news crap. Okay. Well, I mean, what I'm saying is Saturday morning from a news side breaking news that comes into the desk. I mean, like, always there's stories written that we're posting Saturday morning and everything else. But traditionally, like, I had big editors working Saturday morning. Um, you know, Mike Shear, the guy who runs the Akrabika Drill, I mean, he was feeding me breaking news all day. He's like, hey, here's a murder story. I'm like, wow, okay, we got that. He's like, oh, I got this big fatal accident story coming. I'm like, dude, this is Saturday morning. We don't usually get this big... Well, you're Over lucky. Breaking stuff. Yeah, it was a crazy oh, morning for news. news. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're lucky that you don't have a busy, like, Saturdays and Sundays. I mean, in the news cycle, that's when right. you get the the crashes and the, you know, all hell breaks loose kind of deal. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah that's for another show. I mean, we, we got a couple of kind of pop culture stuff to talk about. Um, first of all, low cash. I mean, we've talked a lot here. Uh, George and Craig have talked about it. Uh, we've talked. I've talked to George about it, and you know the one thing that was always that possibility. There were some trademark battles that they were fighting. Uh, George has mentioned this as reporting at the Beacon Journal. He's mentioned this in the times he's come on our podcast to talk about 
it happened. There was a court ruling against Lowcast. So technically, as of Thursday night, uh, well, Wednesday night, when we were recording this, there's no Lowcast anymore. Uh, George, does it surprise you at all? What's your reaction to this court ruling? First of all, temporarily suspended. Mm, they're going to go on with the the the, the uh, lawsuit in court. They haven't yeah. they haven't withdrawn that or anything. So temporarily suspended. Okay, is the the correct term? Um, am I surprised? No. It's, yeah. Right. It's a damn television networks. They're greedy. Right. I mean, they just needed to get the right judge. I mean, this is all about screwing the consumer. Bottom yeah. line. It, 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 so no, I'm I'm not surprised. Their their precious their precious copyrights that's repurposed all over the place in streaming apps here and there, blah blah blah, blah blah blah. Look, I'm a big backer of copyright laws and 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 copyright ownership. I really am. But when you're talking about somebody plucking something readily available over the air, not making any money off of it, right? and, and providing a, a service that a lot of people, especially in Ohio, you know, everybody talks about Ohio being flat. Now, Ohio's got a share of, of peaks and valleys. Um, Our fourth guest is on. Yeah, my dog is barking. It's George. It's it's a how do I say this politely on a public podcast? It's a it's a roller coaster here tonight, George. It's, it's, so you know, David Goodfriend, who is the founder of Lowcast, he also took on the NFL blackout one net. Um. He was providing a service, and the television networks who give away those signals he's he was providing just couldn't abide it. I don't know why. I mean, given what's happening, the, the, the revolution happening in television right now, in television delivery, what do you really care about something that's bringing more eyeballs yeah. to your free product? And if they make that move, I don't know why, like, okay, you guys are in North East Ohio. So let's say Fox 8 in Cleveland or CBS 19 in Cleveland. Why don't they just go to every streaming service, create an app, and some of them have their own apps, but just create an app where you click on a button that says watch us live here. And you can watch that. Like you said, for the advertisers, you want to say, hey, you know, 30% more people are looking at your ad than looked at last month, and it's network TV. I mean, you're not giving away something you shouldn't give away, you know? They can do that with their local programming, but we're talking about affiliate relationships here. Mm -hmm. They have to deal with those big four broadcast networks. That's what yeah. that's all about. You'll right. notice that, that if I'm not mistaken, all the local apps, the local streaming apps, it's all local content. content. Generally, okay. just news. Yeah. What they control, what they th can sell ads on. So they're not going to poke the bear that provi provides them revenue and giving them a certain number of ads to sell during prime time on any given night. Right. So th that's what's going on there. 
or, or, or even if they just come in and say, hey, we'll take 75% of the proceeds and we'll keep your service on or something. Yeah, I don't know if Lowe has to go for that, but, you know, I mean, let's compromise somewhere here. You know, it's, it's tough to say there's no room for compromise. But you're right, the creepy, big way corporate jerks that want all the money. Oh, I definitely see what you're saying. Compromising with a television network yes. movie studio, any mass content provider is like compromising with organized crime. Right. You can't and do not do it. Yeah, it's a dream. It'll never happen. They will take your last red nickel if they can. Right. I, I still get frustrated because, like, NFL Red Zone. That's all I need, George. Give me NFL Red Zone. I'm paying 15 20 bucks a month just to stream out alone. But instead, I've got, like, Hulu. I'm a Hulu Live TV subscriber. They're like, all right, it's 10 bucks a month, and you get the sports package. Well, it's all the sports channels you never want to watch, the Hunting Network. There's, like, Hunting Network 1 and 2 and all this other crap. You can go to NFL Red Zone. I'm like, I'm not paying 10 bucks a month for that. It's fine. I don't watch NFL Red Zone. Oh, it's it's fantastic. I I, I, I if I'm a, If I'm not working... I push right. away from the desk. Right. I go plop my ass in my pit on my couch. Okay. And I turn on a movie or television show. Right. Right. Right now I'm watching Foundation, courtesy of Apple TV. Foundation. Two weeks in, in advance. So okay. you know, I see I I don't have it to that level. It's different. You're a fan. Right. I'm I'm supposed to be objective. Right. And mind you. I take my objectivity seriously in that unless it's breaking news, work isn't going to creep up, creep up on my, my, my free time. So yeah. I get what you're saying, but not so much. <laughs> well, in serious stuff for that, I mean, I, I respect how you do that because, I mean, I you come to Cleveland Browns for the Acrobica Journal, and it's shared with other papers in our Connect Ohio chain. And you know, hey, I mean, I don't like the Browns, but man, I'll, I'll be a little bit odd to cover NFL team. I always like the fact that you're able to keep that step back where you're not fanboying out or anything else like that. So, well, well yeah. if we're being honest, twenty years of the Brown, the last twenty years of the Browns make that easy. Right, <laughs> of course, <laughs> yeah. But this is the year it's all going to turn around, right? I mean. Um, I know I'm not Nostradamus. If I were, I'd have a million dollars on the outcome. I don't. Okay. Um, I tell everybody, you know, we'll see. Let's, right. this, this is all got to play out. Right. I mean, they, everybody, everybody went double live gonzo in 2019. Right. And look what happened. Right. We'll see how it plays out. Yeah, I, I kind of wonder about that too. And, and again, I'm a Steelers fan, so you know. Yeah, there are just I, some diseases you can't cure. Right. <laughs> well, I would say on paper, yeah, the Browns are among the best, if not the best team in the NFC alone, maybe even the NFL. You're right, though. It doesn't always get played in paper. I think the Chiefs game, it's game one of the year. So it's not going to mean the season. I mean, if the Chiefs kill them or the Browns win or whatever ends up happening. But it will kind of, I think, be a good litmus test for where are they at. 
So if you win that game or if you lose by close margin, you're like, okay, the train is on the right track. You know what? You should be thankful if that's right. a good game on on Sunday, simply because it's the first game of the season and everybody generally looks like trash. Of course, yeah. And, it, it, and it's definitely changed this year because they, they didn't get as much work in in preseason games, period. So, yeah, again, we'll see. Um, are the Browns supposed to be one of the AFC powers? Yeah. Again, 2019. Mm-hmm. Now, and, and the Chiefs have their own issues this year because they have an entirely new offensive line. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll see. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's – I think Pittsburgh has some good things going for it. The offensive line is their big, humongous question mark. Now, their their offensive line with their parents was horrifying last year. So if they can get a little better, they're a little better. But – I think they have the potential of being a double-digit win team, but a lot has to go right for even them to get there. It's all talent, but it's hard to say. Um, Big Ben's the big question. I mean, does he play like he did against the Bengals at the end of the year? If I don't want to that- talk about Big Ben. I don't want to oh, talk about the damn thing. He's playing, guy, George. I mean, you're going you're gonna to watch him twice this year. I mean <laughs> – you guys are going to do that. Here's, here's my last memory of the Steelers. Right. Get oh, yeah. your asses kicked in the playoffs on national television. Hey, they came back. <laughs> they may have come back for what? For more? They were down by 28. They kind of fought their way back in the game. I've always liked you. Here it is. And mind right. you, a little of my fandom is going to come out right now. Because okay. I, I remember when the Browns announced they were leaving was working at the News Herald. Mm-hmm. There was a report on WKYC about from the Pittsburgh perspective. And one thing seared in my memory is a woman saying that Cleveland didn't deserve a football team. She was glad the Browns were leaving Cleveland. And it's like That's harsh. I'm like, okay. All right. There you Craig, go. Craig, I'm not even sure if I told you this story. I remember day at the News Herald but I didn't know George, so you know. And hey, I, I'm glad I'm knowing George. I'm, I, I'm, I'm glad we've established this relationship. But this was like one of the first times I met George. It, the old days, George. We all worked at the newsroom. I mean, man, this seems like ancient times right now. But George walks in. I'm wearing my Steelers light pullover coat, and George gave me a look. Oh, I was petrified. I thought George was going to jump over the table and pulverize me. It was, it was rough. So. <laughs> different George, different time. <laughs> right, right, right. I used to, I used to be that guy. Right, and again, you know, it's fine. You know, but, but obviously, it's different. You're coming to Browns now, different times. Um, what do you see? Okay, we're not going to talk about the Steelers anymore. What do you think is the big, biggest challenge that the Browns need to overcome? Like, you know, what's the level of concern that you say, hey, you know, this could be an issue that hopefully they can overcome if they're going to have a good year this year. For all the quote unquote players on paper. Nobody has any idea what the hell that defense is going to look like. Right. And if we're being honest, that was the Browns' big problem last year. That's right. why they they were not in the Super Bowl. Right. That's why they were not in the AFC Championship game. That defense was, for lack of a better term, putrid. Right. And, and, and mind you, you, you can't put it all on Joe Woods because he took a lot of heat, the defensive right. coordinator. 
because they had so many injuries, it wasn't even funny. And then you have COVID going around. Then you, Miles Garrett gets hit with COVID, and he's not the same at all afterwards. So eh, that defense is the big question mark. And until they prove it consistently, they're going to be the question mark for the for the entire season. Until they prove they can play consistently, they're going to be the, the Achilles, Achilles heel. Hey, you guys have had some really great coverage about Miles sharing his story, saying even though I've recovered from COVID, you know, you guys talked about all the effects he has. How is he doing so far this year? Does he still have some of those effects? Or is it better than it was at the end of last year? Miles has got to be fine. He's a freak. Yeah. Okay. That's that's just the best way to put it. He's a freak. What what have you seen? And yeah, you know, it's silly watching these preseason games because you don't know. It's it, you, let's try to play like a driver too. So does has Baker from what you've seen of him during training camp, does he look like he's kind of advanced even over what he did last year? You you can't tell tell. What you mm-hmm. can tell is in his demeanor. Mm-hmm. Like he, he he met he he had an availability today. I think it's his first one in a couple weeks. And I I messaged back and forth with the Browns beat writer Nate Ulrich mm-hmm. that he looks so much more comfortable in his skin. Period. Yeah, he's yeah. just very loose and very comfortable right now. Um, yep. Practice is practice. It's like. Right. Well, you've got the same coaches you have last year, and now you have a training camp where, again, as you said, practice is practice. The games don't mean a lot, but maybe just the fact that you've had a normal training camp where you, you didn't have it last year. Everything was, like, thrown together. So Everybody to a man has said that's made a big difference. Yeah. Now. So, yeah, it helps. But, again, it's we're not going to know anything until they line up. It's that yeah. simple. You can project, project and predict all you want. It's just till they line up. I mean, that's why they play the games and and, and rake in cash, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it freaked me out. I explored and got the Madden 22 game. And obviously, that doesn't mean anything. But I simply the Browns-Chiefs game. The Browns killed the Chiefs. I'm like, oh, my gosh. There you go. Maybe this could be there. Don't even need to play it now. Exactly. Yeah. I'm gonna rely on that. Make a trip. Cleveland doesn't need to make a trip. Browns are one and zero. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm sitting here like, holy crap! They killed the Chiefs in Kansas City. I mean, this could be a 20 year old year. I mean, it's gonna be nuts. So Baker made um, the next step there. He took the next step there in Madden. So uh, yeah, yeah. Baker <laughs> makes a Madden. He can make it anywhere. So very good. What's the latest with OBJ? I mean, I, I haven't. I, I read all this different stuff. I mean, could he be playing now or? Is he gonna... I think we'll see OBJ Sunday. He hasn't said peep all, okay. all, all training camp. Is he, um, I mean, is he, is he going to be playing full tilt? Is he, I mean, is he on that, they call it pitch count, like he plays and everything? Or? I know he's been doing team drills. I know he's been doing some 11 11 drills. How full of a go? I don't. I don't know. Well, you guys had a story the other day, and, you know, it's it's been the question. I mean, if they can get that, you know, connection between Baker and OBJ, my goodness. I mean, 
Yeah, yeah. Sometimes when they both played, it looked a little forced at times last year. But man, if they get that connection going, I mean, yeah, I think they both get better and the team gets better. But see, here, here's everybody wants to to make that statement that Baker looks better without OBJ. But but here's the thing, people forget. OBJ got injured just before the bye week. Yeah. I, if I'm not mistaken, last year. Okay, it's just before the bye week. Browns had a uh, offense, had a, a rough go of it that first eight weeks, no doubt about it. Very inconsistent. Um, there's no telling what they look like with OBJ in the second half because they've all said to a man, the thing that made the biggest difference for them was the bye week right in the middle of the season where they could figure things out, where where Baker could talk to Stefanski and Alex Van Pelt and let him know where his comfort, comfort level was with, with what plays and what schemes. All three of them, it says that that's been the big difference for, for Baker Mayfield and the offense. So, yeah. and look, if we're being honest, there, there, there are times the, the offense struggled in the second half of the season. I realize they have players missing um, against the Jets, but there's no way in hell they should have lost to that team. And they did. And that offense struggled mightily. Yeah. And, well, I think the one thing that helps the Browns, unlike other teams that we can't talk about here, <laughs> um, is, you know, you got the running game. I mean, the running game really helps. I think the difference is, you know, Nick Chubb continues to impress and, I'm still a huge Cream Hunt guy. I, I saw a lot of him in Kansas City, and my goodness, I mean, you got good backup. Where other teams that I watch on Sunday can't always say that. So I'm going to disagree with you. He's not a backup. He's a compliment. It's yeah. that simple. What? Well, and Cream scored seven or eight TDs last year. Right. Well, and this is taking nothing away from Cream. I mean, I, I think Cream can still play and. Like I said, I wish other teams would have had him as their 1A. And I agree with you. I mean, I think it's complimentary. Chubb, when he's on, my goodness. I mean, it's. When is he off? Oh, well, well, we're really playing. The only time he was off in, in years past was sometimes they didn't give the ball to him as much as they could have. You know, ah, so you can't blame right? him for that, are you? Well, no, you can't blame him for that. Well, they got a lot of guys to try to get the ball to. You know, I mean, you're you're, you're, you're screaming, feed him the ball, and they're ignoring him. It's like right. there've been there've been plenty of times he's been in a rhythm, and it's like they're not running Chubb. Why? 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 And it's like they should be. Well, you know, and that's I mean that's gonna be hard too because I mean you look at you got two good running backs. I think OBJ, I'm not ripping OBJ, he once gives targets like 95% of the receivers in the NFL want to. And, you know, you've got a lot of guys to keep happy because they've got a good group of talented players. They're not all divas. What I'm saying is you've got a lot of guys to feed the ball to. I mean, like a other issue, you know. And there are like six or seven guys who will tell you point blank that OBJ isn't like that. Okay. They're, They're all in this. They all realize they have to the, – the receivers all realize there will be times they'll be called up on the block. Right. Times they won't see the ball. And they're, they're – everything I gather, they're all in on that. They don't okay. – So, you know, 
is there going to be more room for, and I am blanking on the, uh, the free agent tight. Oh my goodness. I can't believe the, the guy the Browns got from the Falcons last year, who Tack McKinley, the, the tight end oh, Hooper. Hooper. Yeah. Is, he, are they going to call him Hooper more this year? You think he's number one on the depth chart. Okay. That's, that's the best I can say. And he's number one on the depth chart. So obviously there's some confidence there. Well, and that's three deep there. I mean, David Njoku, I know he's had some trials and tribulations at Cleveland, but he can still play. And even Harrison Bryant did some things last year. I mean, David Njoku ever gets it together, he's going to be dangerous. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dangerous. He's he's more Ozzie Newsome than anything else. He's, he's basically a receiver playing tight end. Right. Yeah, it, I'm. I think they got a good chance. Um, uh, kicker. I, I saw this weird article. <laughs> you don't think they should get a new kicker. I, I, I read some story. You know that. <laughs> well, there there was a story out there saying, uh, was it Joey Skyle, I believe, the guy that used to be on the Panthers? They dropped him, and they're like, the Browns got to pick him up. But then the story acknowledged that he was like 75% of – field goal some low number last year. I'm like, well, well that's not here, that's not good if you have a kicker who makes only 75% of field goals. I mean, come here, on. Here, here, here's what I know about Kevin Stefanski, or here's what I think about Kevin Stefanski and field goals or place kickers. And I said this in the Beacon Journal's post game after the last, uh, last uh, preseason game. I don't think this is a guy who's going to be patient with any kicker. Yeah. If he sends you in there with with uh, an opportunity, fifty yards and under, you better be hit. That's what I think. Period. And if well, and, and if you miss too many opportunities, you're gonna get the hook. And with these new expanded practice squads, you could have literally a backup kicker that maybe you can't bring in mid game, but it's a lot easier yeah. to have to replace your kicker after week. That I goes have bad. one. Who, who's your backup? I don't recall his name. Okay. By the way, how's TJ Watt? Oh, yes. <laughs> We're not talking about this we team. We're talking about this team. We're not supposed to talk about George. Come on. I, I, I'm you getting a little bit nervous. I had to. Well, here's the issue. For the first time in a long time, the Steelers are supposed to have salary cap room at the end of this year. But what they're forgetting is Minka Fitzpatrick needs a new contract, and he's going to get paid a lot of money. TJ needs a new contract. He's going to get paid a lot of money. And you definitely aren't bringing Big Ben back at the contract he's at before. So if you're going to get a decent quarterback, unless you get lucky and find one in the draft, which, again, get lucky, I mean, all your extra money is going to be gone. I mean, that's the hard thing. Doesn't it sound like the Steelers are, like, standing next to the cliff and they're getting ready to be kicked by Gerard Butler, like, 300-style down that giant tube? I mean, the Steelers look like they're just looking over the valley and a world of hurt coming up. They look like they could be on the precipice of going back to post-Terry Bradshaw, those Mike Malone – Oh, uh, Mark Malone. <laughs> Mark Malone, whatever. See there? That he was so good, I forgot his name. Mark Malone. Great announcer, though. Great radio guy. And he was a, a good play-by-play guy, a color guy. But they they look like they're on the precipice of going back that way. Yeah. The Lions always have room for you, Chris. We'll make some room for you down at the bottom, all right? I, I follow 
old Steelers on Twitter. I mean, I'm a Steelers fan. That's what dorks like me do. Um, I started to unfollow Mark Malone because, uh, George, check out Mark Malone's Twitter. I, I wanted to hear him tell some wacky stories about he throws eight interceptions a game. and But, no, Mark Malone's very political on his Twitter. Yeah, he tweets about 700 times a day on his, his politics, which, oh, very well, interesting. Well, yeah, well, I say I'm that in quotes. I'm not interested in that. Yeah, I think we can avoid yeah. that. Very interesting. I say it in double quotes, so understand why I mean when I say I'm not a Mark Malone I'll follow. What do you think a successful season looks like this year, George? If you were to say fill in the blank, the Browns' season is success if they go this far into the playoffs. Where, where are you? What do you think a successful year looks like? Bare minimum, an appearance in the AFC Championship game. Do you think they've done enough to dethrone, whether it's Kansas City, Buffalo? I mean, it's hard to tell now, but defense, you, you said that was the Achilles heel. That's their big thing going into this year. Do you feel like they've done enough on paper to, to maybe, you know, help that? Yes, but it depends on, again, that Kansas City offensive line. Yeah. Kansas City's receivers aren't that great either. You've got Tariq Hill and everybody else. Now, that's true. Now, you got to – with Buffalo, you have to ask yourself, was Josh Josh Allen, who just hit a huge payday, Mm -hmm. was that season a fluke? So, I don't know. Was Buffalo – is Buffalo's defense have enough to get them back there too? Right. Those are the questions to be asked. What what team do you think might – maybe take a step back or maybe a step forward, whether it's a, a playoff team from last year that regresses or a, a non-playoff team that maybe jumps into it. I'm, I'm about to warm the cockles of Chris's heart because you never sleep on the Steelers. Okay. You, you just, you don't, you, you don't count them out. I feel like Roethlisberger's arm is going to fall off the first, after his first pass attempt though Sunday. Yeah. I, I've only seen him throw a couple passes in the preseason, and he looked fine on one long pass. Yeah, it's not like I, I seek out Steelers games when when <laughs> when I'm not working. I don't. Yeah, oh. I'd rather have root canal and a, 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 an examination by a proctologist. So, <laughs> wait, here's the problem: they put a new offense in, and because Big Ben doesn't want to play as much in the preseason, he plays like one drive. They picked the game against the Lions, probably the worst team in the NFL. He looks half decent against now, the hold Lions. Hold on, no. Everybody's no. like, "Hey, Big Ben's back." You don't know. You're playing the Lions in preseason. Don't disrespect I mean, the Lions when the Texans exist. Come on. That's why oh, I, don't, I don't play the preseason game. I don't. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to say. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say. Games. We'll see how it shakes out. George, what do you think about this? Let me try an idea on you. Um, I, I'm doing a Steelers podcast. I'm, I, yeah, I'm I not sure if I told you. Yeah, for the SB Nation. I'll tell you, George. <laughs> You've probably only mentioned it to him like 50 times. Oh, oh, George, it's amazing. It's great. Well, tonight we are doing a show on what we don't like about Buffalo because we got to do the trash talk you know, with the, the big Steelers-Buffalo game. And my number one idea, I'm, I'm going to share it with our fans right now, 
you know, Buffalo's talking about maybe moving to Austin, you know, if they can't get into a stadium deal. I think Buffalo should be uninhabitable because there's 500 inches of snow on the, on the ground in the winter. You know, you shouldn't – I mean, you know, Cleveland's not that bad. I mean, it's a snowball, but it doesn't get 500 inches of snow. Cleveland Let's, and Buffalo are like the Spider-Man memes pointing at each other. Come on, no, friends. I say we move the whole city of Buffalo. Forced evacuation. Everybody in Buffalo has to move. Everybody moves to Austin. How about that? Look, I got nothing against Buffalo. Oh, yeah. I, I got nothing against that city. Right. I, I've got nothing against that team. And if they're playing the Steelers week one, good luck. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I mean, hey, the, Stephon Diggs got about 5,000 yards receiving last year against the Steelers. So, yeah, if you're playing fantasy football, start Stephon Diggs and you'll win every league you have because he's going to go crazy on Sunday. They're probably going to throw right at Joe Hayden. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's all they're going to do. The run right at Joe Schobert. Yeah. I like Joe. Joe was always cool. So, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, if you move Buffalo to Austin, what are you going to do about, like, the fact that Austin's already pretty full? I mean, population-wise, you'd have, like, a lot of issues there in Buffalo, Austin. Austin is not a blue-collar town. Yeah. Right. Like, you want to talk about culture clash? Oh, of course. You imagine all those uh, blue-collar people listening to the live music down there in Austin? Okay, well, I'm all for... Anything other than than Iron Maiden or Judas Priest or whoever's big right now? No. Well, on a serious note for a second, I I support, you know, hey, we're evacuating people from Afghanistan. We need to provide a safe place for them to live. So coming to America, it's great. You know, we're checking them out. We're making sure they're not... You bad. want them to refugees to go to Buffalo, though? No, no, I mean, no. That's not, not the best we can offer, can it? Is it? I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. The poor people of Buffalo. Buffalo is America's Afghanistan with the weather. So what we need to do is we need to take them. Wait, 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 wait. Are you trying to get your ass kicked? <laughs> Buffalo is America's Afghanistan for weather. Have you ever seen Afghanistan's climate? Disavow everything to do. With that statement. And okay. Then, All I, right. You, you just don't rank on cities like that. Okay, well. You, you can yeah. have, have a little a Steelers animus, but you know what? Pittsburgh oh, yeah. is a gorgeous city. Oh, it's great. I, I just want Buffalo fans for jumping through tables or something. Don't yeah. No, no, the city no, of no. Buffalo. Yeah, that's, no. that's idiotic stuff. Well, here's my other take, and I tried this on my wife this morning, and you thought I just said F you because I, I was like, Niagara Falls is overrated, and she was about ready to fight me. I mean, she did a boxer foes, and she threatened Canadian to punch on her American side. Oh, yeah, that's overrated too, because why would you want to be on the American side? Go to the Canadian side, have fun over there. It's all good. And But Niagara Falls, okay, look, hey, we're married. You take your – you're a better half there, and, and you have a nice romantic weekend. My wife was mad at me, but she's like, we never checked out the Butterfly Garden in Buffalo. I'm like, what? <laughs> I mean, I... Yeah, there's there's a big-ass butterfly thing in Buffalo. Or Everybody has their interest. Area. And, yeah, pretty monarch butterfly. Oh, boy. I mean, do all the NFL teams check out the Barfly Garden before they play Buffalo? I mean, is it like a mandatory, like the Saturday before the game? We're going to the Buffalo, the Butterfly Garden. Yeah, darn it, you know. I don't know. You're just yeah. trying to get your, you're just trying to get some angry Buffalo fan to drive to where you are, right. and put their 
big steel toe boot right up your keister. That's right. what you're that's what you're you're shooting for. We we got we gotta get some clicks, George. Come on, you know how it is. <laughs> uh, no, it, it's fun. Um, hey, the other thing, and I, I didn't know how much I want to talk about, but I mentioned before the podcast and George got mad and I, I love getting George all wrinkled up, so let's talk about this. Okay. <laughs> American Crime Story. Okay, it's not quality television. It's not well acted. It's very bizarrely put together. Um, we have all kinds of weird actors and actresses. I'm not saying it's great, but it's appointment TV. So last night, um, you know, we're taping this on Wednesday night. It starts up on FX. We're, we're doing impeachment. So it tells the story from Linda Tripp. And Michael Lewinsky's in it, Clinton, all, all the all your favorites from the whole impeachment stuff. The one thing that did bother me about it, I thought it was great fun, hysterical. I didn't like how the same girl that played Linda Tripp played Marcia Clark in the OJ story. And could they find a different actress? What I mean, is she like signed on to do every American crime story from here on out? I mean it, it is called acting, Chris. Wait a second. You really sat down and analyzed this crap. Yes, I was breaking it down. <laughs> I gave it the George Thomas treatment. I'm like, I'm going to review this, this sucker. It was great. Well, it's you're allowed to act in different things, Chris. If you if you weren't aware, you you, you can be in the same timeline even of things if you'd like. Right. I mean, you know, don't hate on getting a job. You know, maybe she, you know, she's done multiple, um, and that's Sarah Paulson, and she's done multiple right. American horror story, crime stories. Kills an Emmy. Yeah, yeah, and it's fine. But one thing is, why are we going back to the same well? Because so much too, and she's a damn fine actress. You want star right. power that's in your true. show? That's true. But have her play Monica, or have her play another. She role doesn't really. Thing. She's not in the same age bracket as Monica Lewinsky was well, in their era. And you just mentioned before the time they had some British dude playing Bill Clinton. I mean, well, no, no, hold on, now hold okay. on. There is nothing against having a British person play an American or a American yeah. play a British person. The idea is that if you're if you're telling this story, Monica Lewinsky was not in her forties. Oh, okay. At that time, so you're right. you're talking about you need to have something that looks age wise appropriate to the character. Okay. You wouldn't have. You know, Timothy Chalamet wouldn't play Bill Clinton unless you had a lot of prosthetics and makeup because he's a young guy. You don't, you know, you want to have someone that looks the age. What about David Schwimmer playing the Kardashian guy in the OJ story? What a what a casting role that was. Everybody needs a paycheck, Chris. Oh no, no, no! David Schwimmer doesn't need a paycheck. Well, he does not, but he he likes money. Yeah, he gets twenty-one million a year from Friends reruns. Well, he still did the uh, the the Peacock original that's out there that's not any good, and you know, right. not that he needs the money, but you like money when you have money. You like to get more money sometimes. Yeah. So play a Kardashian, why not? I, I think what? it was a passion project. He probably woke up and said, "Man, no, when no, does no, no. this set Twitter fire if I, I if I play Kardashian?" I yeah, hope that was not a passion project of David yeah. Schwimmer's was to play a Kardashian. That's. Wouldn't it be hysterical? Let me check my Twitter mess- mentions if I play a Kardashian. You know, and he's like, hey, why not? That'd be great. He probably got vilified by about 800 million people that watch the Kardashian crap shows. And oh, I can't imagine I, that they loved their, his turn as, uh, was Robert Kardashian Sr. or whatever the guy's name was. So, yes, yeah. it was. Yeah. 
I got to check and see um, the Menendez. I don't think Sarah Paulson played a role in the Menendez story, because that was season two. Would you have preferred that she played the crap. Menendez brother? <laughs> Okay, Drake, this is this is where we need to get into attack mode, and here's why. Because Chris has been killing me for my love of Ted Lasso, and I'm not saying that these shows are comparable because they're different genres, but you're killing me about my love for Ted Lasso, and you're like watching marathons of American crime stories. I thought you for the genius that is Ted Lasso. Thank you. Really? We're right now, Chris. Okay, I never go. I got my big bad critic friend on you now. I never criticized Ted Lasso. I said it was all right. Like I wasn't in love with the show. I was against the show. It was okay. All right. This is all right. Yeah. This is what happens, Chris. Cross us. If you rate all the sitcoms in the world, it's okay. It's average. Oh no 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 no. It's top three. And it very well may be number it one. Is, it is among okay. the greatest sitcoms ever, not just okay. of like the last decade or 20, ever, ever of sitcoms. I, I never said it was bad. Never Chris said correct. I just said, hey, it was all right. Silver Spoons was a good sitcom. <laughs> and now you give us Ricky freaking Schroeder as a kid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my goodness. Wow. The Rickster. <laughs> <laughs> one of these days when we do one of our ranking shows, we need to do our top five sitcoms or something. Because I'm curious what your list would look like, Chris, if Ted Lasso is okay in the world of sitcoms. My oh. list is boring. I, I, I go back to the Seinfelds and the Frasers and the Offices and stuff. It's boring. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm, I'm just kidding. So I love Seinfeld, but Ted Lasso is on a whole different level. Okay, I mean, it was interesting. It kept I, love my I never ripped Ted Lasso. I mean, I it was all right. I mean, it was I like I had nothing bad to say about it. Chris, I, they <laughs> put they aired a freaking Christmas episode that made me cry in July and was still funnier than anything on TV right now. Oh yeah, yeah, it's nothing brilliant. Now. The show is brilliant. It is okay. It is it is definitely the best sitcom, comedy, whatever you want to say on TV right now, and perhaps the best show on TV. Although Mayor of Easttown, I love Mayor of Easttown, was a lot of fun. Well, not fun, but it was a great show. But well, yeah, Ted Lasso. I wouldn't doubt that right now, you, Chris. It makes you want to get Apple TV Plus just for Ted Lasso. Anything else on there right now? Yeah. I know we're, you know, George and I will probably talk about the foundation at some point here on one of our Thursday shows, but Ted Lasso is appointment television. I'm on. Okay. I'm on episode four. Okay. Of season two. A foundation. Oh, foundation. Okay, I'm sorry. And and it's it's. I got to finish the six episodes I have by Monday or Tuesday, but hmm. yeah. Okay. Okay. Is it good go. Apple TV Plus or is it uh, okay Apple TV Plus so far? You know what? Here it is. I'm sorry I didn't sample Apple TV Plus's stuff sooner because I started the morning show expecting not to like it. Okay. And I just got wrapped up in I binged the hell out of that. Okay. And it sh- it was it was like wow okay I should have given that a chance sooner. Um, then I found. That was after I found Ted Lasso. 
because I ignored Ted Lasso until earlier that earlier this this year. And it's like, wow, when's season two coming? Um, and the foundation is just it's 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 building right now. That's the best way to put it. Like like any science fiction show, they spend time building its story. You know what I mean? Right, right. right now, I'm liking. You ever watch The Expanse? Yeah. The The Expanse. It took you a while to see where they were going with The Expanse. Right. And once it got going, yeah, I I don't miss it. Period. Right. Um. It's on that level so far. Now let's see where it goes these next three episodes. God knows they certainly spent enough money on it. Right. You know the thing I found weird about Ted Lasso, and I, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to get reamed for saying this. Here we go. I like I'm Jason. You. I like Jason Sudeikis. He seems like a fine guy. Um, he's funny. Um, he, uh, I've watched. I've been watching some SNL documentaries about how they put the show together from ten years ago, and Sudeikis seems like a good guy. I think I would like him as a person, not just as an actor. But some of the hype, and it's not Jason Sudeikis' fault. It's just people are like, "Oh my gosh, Jason Sudeikis is the best human being of all time." And I'm sure he's a good person. I don't think he's a jerk or anything. But I don't like all this writing that's saying, you know, he's the greatest human ever to walk the planet. I mean. We all have our faults, right? Well, I mean, you know, there's I'm half Ted, good, half scummy, and I'm sure we all are, you know. Ted Lasso. No, but people are saying that about Jason Sudeikis too, which I think is kind of weird. And it's not Sudeikis's fault. It just right. Well, people are just writing. Why, why fault him for it? Oh, I'm not faulting him. I'm just saying. Or why fault the show for it then? If that's one of your qualms with it, you know, like think of it in the sense that you you can watch something, you have to watch it in a vacuum of. You may not like an actor's politics or what they've done in their lives or whatever. I mean, I'm sure George has watched a Roman Polanski movie over the last 30, 40 years and thought, not a bad movie, terrible guy, good movie, you know? Oh, no, I think you got to watch it in a vacuum and say, good, bad, ugly, whatever. I think Sudeikis is a fine guy. I just don't know why. I mean, I don't think Sudeikis has anything to do with it. I think we all hype him as a human being, which I'm sure he's a fine guy. But I mean, it's like you know, you're reading the wrong writers. Then, yeah, I, I think so because I read some weird stuff on Twitter where I'm like, okay, this is very strange. That you know, yeah. I, I, well, I, I mean, it, it's a fine show. I, I, hey, if I hated Ted Lasso, I wouldn't watch it through. I watched it through; it was fine. I, I wouldn't grade as high as you do, but I don't have anything back to say about Ted Lasso. I'll put it that way. So, I don't know. That's where I'm at with that. The morning show, I liked George. I think the only issue is the morning show. I wonder if I liked it more because I'm a journalism geek. Like if I wasn't journalism, that's exactly why I liked it. Okay, okay. Like if we were all firefighters, would we like that show as much as we would since we're journalism people? That's the one thing I wonder about the morning show. It's a good show. I like it. It doesn't matter, though. You're not that. You are who you are. So that's what you have to watch it and and take it from the experience that you know. And that may be why you like it more. But it also may may be why you're more critical of it, too. Exactly. And I have the journalist journalist by it. If if, if there's a TV show or, or a film... And it, it's in the realm of our industry. Yeah, I'm watching it. I'm going to give it a shot. Yeah. I mean, the state of play. Yeah. I, I, 
movies like that, just brilliant. And they got it. They really oh. got it. So, yeah. I mean, I always, in Joel's movies, I always love like all the presidents men because that was a movie I saw in college. Where I'm like, okay, this is what I'm doing for a career because I love that movie. But man, I saw Spotlight. I'm like, man, forget all the presidents men. I mean, Spotlight was wonderful. I mean, what in, in my journalism classes, I had two journalism classes where they showed me the Robert or the Robert Redford, the Paul Newman, Sally Field movie. And I can't okay. remember the name. And the movie's absolutely fantastic. Um, and she was a, I want to say a Washington Post reporter mm -hmm. who commits every ethical transgression you possibly could. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with, with having that bias. It's let's, let's face it. If you're, if they're, they're writing and, and, and telling a story of a good juicy story, it's almost like watching a, a murder mystery. That's what I oh, love about Spotlight. Yeah. Oh yeah, spotlight. One of the many things I love the most. Oh yeah, I, I thought well done and everything. I, I'm looking for a, a journalism movie that really kind of gets into the journalism of today, where we're you know social media, you know, going for clicks and everything. I, I did like not as much of the movie, but you guys need to check out page one. It was like a, a documentary on the New York Times. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Uh, that that was good. Um, Brian Selter, who's now the CNN media critic, he was kind of one of the ones in the movie. Um, there was a guy that I can't place the name now, but he was another media writer from New York Times. Sadly, he died at the office, but there was a lot of um, good stuff about journalism. And that kind of incorporated in our current culture with layoffs and our, you know, how you know, digital journalism has become so important in different parts. Well, it, it was interesting. I liked it. State of Play dealt with all of that oh, on wow. a very okay. cursory level. It didn't delve deeply into it, but it it was there. It was it was like the the ghost <laughs> in the background. It's like this this guy is and his protege are working on this big story amongst what what they thought at the time was the uh Death of of mainstream journalism yeah. at a Washington newspaper. Now we all know that the Washington Post has come back stronger than ever, as has the New York Times. So they figured it out. Well, Chris, if you're looking for something more new age journalism, although it's more tabloidy, but Nightcrawler would probably be really yeah. Ooh, yes. probably be something. It 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 deals more in the in the sort of the rush to, to win, to, to be first, but it's more of a journal, a, a broadcast side as opposed to print, but it, it kind of details like sort of this craze to be first with everything. And, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal, very good in it okay. as well. So okay, maybe something you could check out as a looking for something more new age journalism, I guess you could say. Yeah, I, I guess start watching better stuff. I mean, I'm arguing with you guys about... <laughs> American crime story. You're arguing with us about crap you like. Oh man. And I don't watch a lot of crap. <laughs> Should I tell you? We well, promise not to get super mad. I, I am into one piece of crap, and it's like my. You've already you know, admitted to one piece of crap. You you know what I got into recently. I watched the first season like 20 years ago. I'm starting to watch Big Brother again. Which George, I I I have many problems with me. I, I'll admit it. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and argue if, uh, about Big Brother. It sucks, but I, 
there's a podcast I like where they make fun of Big Brother. And I almost feel like you have to watch that show and companion with the, po- the podcast <laughs> so you know what they're talking about in the podcast. Because, like, I'll watch the show and then the podcast will come on right after the show and they just rip it to shreds. So I'm not going to tell you it's a wonderful show or it's a wonderful strategy. It, it's my trash TV. So we all have that, that need. I mean, I, I like I told you the other, you know, I, had that string of like just garbage TV that I was watching with my wife, like too hot to handle on Netflix and right. uh, 12 dates of Christmas on HBO max. And I'm thinking to myself, oh. I could be watching something really good right now. <laughs> I'm watching this schlock, but I don't know. Sometimes you need a palate cleanser too. Well, and now I, we- have, I, oh. I have a weakness for hell's kitchen. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. We all have our crosses. We got there, but and that- <laughs> that's not a cross I bear. Gordon Ramsay is cool as, Oh, yeah. No, I, I like watching Gordon Ramsay clips on YouTube. Makes me laugh. Um, and then soon we were talking about this on our last show, Bishop um, Bishop Academy. Um, they're coming on with some documentaries now, George. I, what do you mean? Get here and scan through Netflix? Oh, yeah. Michael really? Strahan. Michael Strahan's uh, yeah. producing. And it's another really? one with Kevin Hart and Rich yeah. Paul. Yeah. I can't. Netflix is this vast wasteland. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, sure say, I liked uh, Michael Strahan. If you want to watch like a good solid football high school documentary, he did The Cost of Winning with that St. Francis Academy in uh, Baltimore, Maryland that basically was excommunicated from the state because they recruit so many players. That was a pretty good documentary. Showed the life of, you know, living in Baltimore and a lot of poverty gun violence, stuff like that. So that was like good. So I, you know, you want to hold out hope that Bishop Sycamore might be a good documentary, but it'll probably be garbage TV and who knows how bad it will be. But we talked to Sharia the good shape from the Canada Pastor and she would not agree with us, but George, you got to admit, man, we all have that football in our blood. I mean, you, Craig and I could play old school football at Bishop Academy. <laughs> you know, Hey. I don't. We'd have to sign like a, a health waiver, probably. <laughs> Dude, I played two years of ball. wasn't good enough to start, and that's when you check the out. It's like I'm done. Gonna have to use this as opposed to this. And that's did you, what I did. like Bishop Academy reportedly did? Did you ever have to change your football pants like they did? Like you know, somebody <laughs> runs off the field, football pants. Tom, yeah. should go in, and you know, like the guy's taking his football pants off. You're putting them on. Yeah, apparently that's what happened to one of their games. You'd think with all the charter school money they probably got from the state that they'd be able to afford pants for all their team. You know, hey. <laughs> the good thing is though, when they go out for pizza afterwards, half the team could buy beer. So that was the. Uh... <laughs> The rare high school, the, the rare high school tree. It wasn't just something you saw in Varsity Blues. Bishop Sycamore could actually legally buy beer after their game. Some of their players could. How can you better build bonding when you're sharing pants with your fellow teammates? Maybe the Browns should try that. You know, I mean, we don't need all of our players to have pants. If we share them, they bond together as a team. You know. Only if Baker Mayfield has to share pants with like Miles Garrett or something and has to have like two belts around his waist. To well, I mean, if, if they, if they you, look at, you look at, at at Miles Garrett and tell him he has to share pants. Right. With somebody. <laughs> I dare you. I, I'm waiting for the next press. 
I'm waiting for the next press conference with George to ask that question of big of Miles Garrett. Yeah. Uh, Miles, what do you think that about sharing your pants? That might get George kicked out of the press conferences. Yeah. Yes, it will. Okay. Very good. Well, anything else you got coming up? I, I, I want to give you a minute to promo your stuff, George. I mean, I, I don't even know what day of the week it is. Well, I mean, we get excited on the weekends. Your reviews come out. Are, are you doing any reviews now? I know it's busy with the Brown season. The card counter with Oscar Isaac. Okay. And, and a movie about a comedy, a dramedy about extreme couponing. Okay. Starring Kristen Bell and uh, uh, Paul Walter Hauser's in that. Paul, you know that guy is great. He's, he's great. Everything he's, he's, he's a low-key great character yeah. actor. Yeah, love that guy. And um, Vince Vaughn makes a return. Ooh, wow. See, I I always like Mr. Smarm and Charm. Yeah, so. <laughs> I'm a Vince Vaughn guy. Yeah, got to check out. So George and Craig have a movie show. They talk about all kinds of movies. And what's the game plan for the Browns? I mean, you're part of the big Browns uh, crew. Big game. I mean, I know. Game plan? Marla Reinauer and okay. Nate Hork are going to Kansas City, from what I understand. Um, cool. People can check back here. I use the same service we're using right now. Oh, streamer. Post-game analysis of the game featuring Nate, Marla, Steve Dorshuk from the Canton Repository, and myself. And we try to cut it up like this. Okay. Analyze it, and you know it, it posts whenever we're done, and I clean out the naughty parts. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. And and you go? Do you go live right after the game ends usually, or? Um, no, because there's locker room. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, Nate's got will have deadlines to deal with. Yeah. Well, I I don't know whether that four o'clock anything with that four four thirty start. Yeah, but there there are de- deadlines to deal with, and we'll go from there. Um, so no, and we don't do Facebook Live anymore. Oh, why is that? Because you know what we learned? Oh, all those hits and all that engagement Facebook Live was getting could have been going right to our website. Yep, good point. I'm glad you said. So I I flipped it. Okay, no, no, that's good because yeah, you're right. I mean, you can get. I did that once where I worked for a small weekly paper. We had this viral video. They got like 60,000 hits in one night, which is ridiculous for as small as that paper was. But it was on Facebook. And, you know, I was bragging all around about how great it was. But, you know, it didn't go anywhere. It was just a nice Facebook video that, you know. So I like your thinking, George. That's good. As somebody who watches the Acrobee Control website, not on the weekends, but during the week, I appreciate it. We get more clicks. We're all about engagement. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Get, get those people to the website. So, link of engagement, 13 okay. minutes. Yeah. So, nice. I'm assuming between uh, Marla and um, Nate and you and Steve, there'll be a lot of stuff to read on the beacondrill.com about the game. Then, right? I, I don't know how much writing Steve and I will be doing because okay. we're, we're not there, but we definitely write after home games. Okay. It's usually just fill up as much as you can. Okay. You find the best angle, sidebars, everything, and you, you just write everything you have then and there. Because you know why? Ink is basically free on the internet. Yep. You can write whatever. So, man, a good weekend for George. I mean, obviously, you saw the low-cast coverage over the past week. We've got movie coverage. we got Browns coverage. My goodness. 
And you're writing everything. For those who care, University of Akron football. Oh yeah, home yeah. open this weekend. Yeah, last week didn't go so hot for the Zips, so right. hopefully, hopefully, brighter days are ahead. Well, they got the game checked. That's good. Hey, well, yes, they did. They got paid a lot of money to get beat by a lot. So there we go. Yeah. Here, you took our one point eight million. You're gonna pay for it. Yes. Okay. So what if George comes back on on you know he's got to write a write a story for the web here after this Browns game in the top story the angle he finds is that it came out that Baker Mayfield and Miles Garrett had to switch pants oh pants that day I mean it, Nate it would gets be just... asked about it <laughs> Nate gets asked about it yeah. well what if Miles comes to you and says I trust you I know you're going to do a good job with this story George. I've seen all your coverage. I respect your movie reviews, and I'm coming to you with this story that no one else is going to get. Not Baker. Adam Schefter. Yeah, Baker kind of, calls you tonight. I got to talk to you. Would, he would say that to Nate. Trust uh, me. Okay. 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 Or, or we'll, we'll look for it in the Beacon Journal. Or I've heard of some pro athletes that send out fake stories, just get reporters in trouble. Maybe that's the story, the fake story they try to throw out. And then if you buy into it, you get in trouble. The greatest qu- thing, I'll say this quick because then we're, we're getting the bad Steelers talk. I once talked on a Steelers podcast about how the Steelers quarterback coach is named Mike Sullivan. The Penguins hockey coach is named Mike Sullivan. And I said, what a crock that two guys are named the same. You almost have to change one name to make it work. And, you know, we had a good laugh. It was very tongue-in-cheek. The Pittsburgh Tribune Review the next day asked that same question of Mike Sullivan, the Steelers coach during a press conference, and Mike Sullivan predictably lost his mind. It was a little ridiculous question, but it made me laugh. I thought well, it was maybe, maybe Roethlisberger was being coached by hockey coach Mike Sullivan. Yeah. And that's why the 11-0 season didn't end so hot for him. Right. Well, that gives him an excuse now, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, and the Penguins hockey team got blasted in the first round of the playoffs, and maybe Steelers Mike Sullivan. Yeah. You know? Sydney Crosby can't do you pay attention to hockey. I he doesn't. Know. Come on, George. Uh, a little bit. Not I'm black. I don't pay attention to hockey. No. <laughs> Seth Jones? I mean, the big <laughs> defenseman of the Blue Jackets that got traded to the Blackhawks? I mean, come on. <laughs> That's George. one guy. I mean, <laughs> George. It's okay, George. Sorry, dude. It's, it's rough. Okay. I'm, I'll probably get in trouble for saying this. It's yeah, really it's not right. our sport. So, yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I, I, I'll put it this way. I got to cover the Blue Jackets for a couple of years, and it almost became like I followed them not as a fan, but you followed them as you got to meet certain guys, and you're like, oh, it's nice to see that he's doing okay. You know what I mean? It's like a former coworker. You, you know, you check on him. Maybe you're not fans of their writing, but you're like, oh, man, he got a new job. That's great. Yeah, That's kind of what ended up. And I'm a dorky Pittsburgh fan, so that's why I kind of like the Penguins. I don't like the Pirates. The Pirates are terrible, man. It's So you're I, saying you're a bandwagon jumper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're a Fairweather fan. Love the Bobby Bonilla, Bonds, Andy Van Slyke Pirates. Man, George, they were great. <laughs> you know what, To be a true fan, though, you've got to like them when they have – well, they're one of the worst teams in baseball right now, but you've got to like – to be a true fan, you have to like them through thick and thin. No, i got to tell you, I've lost interest in all baseball because a couple years ago I was editor of a small paper. Uh, a kid from the high school was a reserve outfielder for the White Sox. So he comes into Cleveland. I, I get, you know, media pass 
I arranged to go interview the guy before the game. And I literally looked around the White Sox locker room. I knew nobody. Like, I'm sitting here like, hmm, I'm wondering. I didn't recognize any guys. And that tells me I'm not really a baseball fan. Yeah, um, that's been my life for the past Oh yeah, 40 or so years. I, I mean, they all could have been double-A players. I, knew. I, I looked – like, they had a power hitter. I can't remember his name at the time. I recognized him. I'm like, oh, that's him. And then I looked at the nameplates. I'm like, geez, I have no idea who any of these people are. Nope. And yeah. that's, a, that's a baseball problem because they don't know how to market their stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and, and this guy, I mean, hey, it was a real small town in Ohio. He had a nice story. I, I think he played for the Indians for a couple months, and, he, he you know, I don't know it, it is what it was. It was just one of those, like, local boy makes good stories. But, yeah, I've totally fallen off the wagon of baseball, which is okay. Hey, yeah, I, I'll be honest with hockey. I really want to start following hockey when it gets the playoffs, not the regular season. So That's the way I am with the NBA. But unlike you, I know who NBA players are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, the NBA, I, I I still follow that. I'm a LeBron guy. Um, you know, I – Boy, that, that's a kid, yeah. on a limb. That's a well, spicy I, hot take right there, Chris. I'm not even as much like a, a big LeBron basketball fan as a player. Hey, he's a local kid that made good. He speaks out for what he believes in. Now, now watch, I'm going to get canceled for saying that with you know the, the hatred that some people have about LeBron. But, you know, hey, he's a local well, kid. You know? Is there anything you want to say about Michael Jordan being a good basketball player while you're at it, taking these hot takes? Well, I mean, I like him for being a person. I'm a huge NBA guy. I, You know, hey, say what you want about LeBron James. I don't think he's ever gotten in trouble, right? I mean, I, I think if you look at the biggest thing he got trouble for was he accepted a, a nicer gift than he should have in high school. But who, look, who wouldn't do that? Was about to get paid for nil. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, now, oh man, and well, George yeah. likes space, his, his Space Jam movie. So yeah, I mean, yeah. hey, I'm look, dumb fun, and it's better than the first one. Yeah, right. That's not saying much though. No, we had that discussion. You're absolutely right. Right. Hey, I got to tell you, George, we'll, we'll wrap up in a, a minute too. But man, that's like 15 minutes ago. I well, I got excited, George. You get excited, you get me excited, George. We can do this all night. It's great. Hey, NIL for sevens. Put, put this money in a grant. Give these guys on their way out. We need to pay our college athletes, but it's a weird. Day when Quinn Ewers, who could be a fantastic quarterback, is getting 1.4 million to be the backup quarterback for Ohio State. It's just it's a weird world we live in. Welcome to America. Oh yeah, Look, these guys should have been getting getting have they should have had control over their nil. Yes, obviously. I just feel weird. Like, do, is he getting that money tonight, or are they over kind of just years. okay? So I have to imagine with that contract, it's it's some of that money is contingent upon him eventually being the starter for the Ohio State Buckeyes. Okay. So if he turns into Tate Martell. I don't know that for a fact. It just makes sense. Well, I'm all for paying these guys. Like Zion Williamson, you know, I mean, it was a crime they couldn't pay him uh, because, you know, he was college basketball for a while. I just don't like the fact if they're giving kids large sums of money when they're freshmen in college because if someone dropped 500000 on me as a freshman in college, I would go nuts, George. I mean, it would be amazing. You know what? That's where home, home, we right. call it home raising. 
That's yeah. where that comes into play. That's when you have to have the right people in your corner. Right. The ones who are going to look out for your interest and invest it. Right. Keep it safe for you. you know, allow you your creature comforts, but but squirrel it away. I mean, I'm that way with my, my sons. It's like you live in my house. I take care of your money. Okay. Now, and, and my older son, he's 26. His, his money is invested all over the place. He still works at Costco part-time, but they pay a decent wage. So oh, yeah. he's, he's got no expenses. So boom, no credit card debt. It's like credit card debt is stupid. Right. Um, my younger son is 17, works at Wendy's, which suddenly pays $13 an hour. Oh, yeah. You know what I was making at 17? Yeah. 235 Two thirty-five an hour. Mm. I, I just uh, hope. I just hope Quinn, your uh, financial guys are better than his barber, though. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, I could pose a problem, but now uh, you're taking personal shots. Well, Leave that man alone. You know, it's fine. I mean, I hope he's a good player. I mean, I'm not a huge Ohio State fan, but hey, I'm here. Of course, you're not. You root for the damn Steelers. Well, okay. <laughs> you, Ohio what? State doesn't need you to root for him, them, because you're a damn Steelers. Fan. I, I am your best defensive lineman comes from where? Uh, uh, Ohio State, yeah, 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 yeah. It's good. Hey, I'm a company man. If the Browns, Bengals, and Buckeyes do really well, it helps our advertising. So, go all those guys. Hey, help us out. Yo, guys, go. (laughs) Yes, go Ohio stuff. He'll be fantastic. So, all right. Well, hey, real quick, look at our sponsors. Real quick again. Well, I, I gotta do ads, George. Just I gotta keep pay. asking George questions until right. he's mad. I, I, I gotta pay the fees for your appearances. I mean, come on, George. Um, <laughs> fees? I, so the checks, in, the checks in the mail, George. Oh my goodness, we, we just paid, didn't stamp it or anything. We paid three to negotiate six figures. I, I, what were we gonna have to pay George? I mean, well, I don't know. We sent the check already. We just didn't put a stamp on it. Yes. Okay. It was something to get it. Bishop Academy is sponsoring our podcast. <laughs> yes. It's all good. Uh, no, Chase Bank, however you're looking at the podcast, click on Chase Bank, set up an account. They'll pay you money. We give you George Thomas, and we're going to pay you money for listening to this podcast. Uh, set up a Chase Bank account, attach a direct deposit, and it's all good. Um, Sunday. Your credit cards. Right. Sunday. Um, yeah, debit cards. That's what I use. It's all good. Um, Sunday. Hey, on local TV in Columbus and Northeast Ohio, Steelers, Browns, I'm Steelers, Browns, Steelers, Bills, Browns, Chiefs. Don't let anybody tell you, hey, it's time to go furniture shopping. Ashley Home Store says, hey, if you click on the link on our podcast, they'll give you a coupon and you can shop at home. So if your wife is like, hey, I need a new couch, say, great, here's a laptop. Sit here with me as we watch the game. You pick it you show it to me i'll say sure why not and that's great so you won't miss a second of football action this week because man you got two good games to watch you just won't see it on low cast though right you won't see it on low cast i'm only gonna be watching one okay i am confused i i promised my daughter i I, i'm like hey we gotta start going these daddy daughter dates and um this one is sunday at four i'm like why are we doing this sunday at four what a weird time to have a daddy daughter date. You know yeah. what I mean? Did you reschedule I, I, it then? I don't know. I mean, 
Yeah, I'll go with her. I mean, hey, the brown shoes is on. I mean, I, I got Hulu on my phone. I can kind of watch that as, you know. Not much of a daddy-daughter date if you're watching football. Oh, yeah, it's true. Oh, dude, you're just wrong. Okay. Well, then Monday, me and her, the Columbus Blue Jackets, are having teacher-kid hockey. They're having street hockey. So, I George, got come along. That, George, yeah. You're making your daughter endure hockey. Yeah. Can you bring George? Can you bring a friend? Uh, George, maybe. You know, I've actually been to a Blue Jackets, Jackets game. It was a great experience. And live, it's it's great. Okay. I'm not going to sit here and watch it on my television. I'm going to have my little Seth Jones in, in my house, and I'll be great. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Sounds good. Oh, man. Fan yeah. hockey. George, we'll, we'll make you a fan yet, George. Don't worry. We'll get no, you won't. Seth's a nice guy. And the greatest coach of all time, John Tortorella. He gets mad. He gets angry. I, I, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm not even that big of a hockey fan, but watching John Tortorella after games is fun. He'll cuss you out. He'll, I mean, oh, this is what I want. A coach who can insult me. I can't say anything to right. when he does because I mean, he's considered unprofessional, and I have to maintain my cool. Well, Exactly what I want. Look at the football team we cover. I don't think I've ever seen Kevin Stefanski raise his voice. I mean, I want a wild card. I want a guy who loses my mind or, or something. You know, come on, that'd be fun. <laughs> my year of Freddie Kitchen's quotes weren't enough for you. Yes. <laughs> Entertain us with our coaches. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, entertaining him got you a six and ten record. <laughs> well, you don't care, but it got him a six and ten record. <laughs> Hey, he, he wears fun shirts out in movie theaters. I mean, man, George, gave you a lot to write about. Wow. What, what fun shirts does he wear at movie theaters? He, like, he, he, he wore one basically ranking in the Steelers or something. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, it's old Miles Garrett, Mason Rudolph. That's right. Yeah, I, I remember that. Mason Rudolph, our eighth string quarterback right now. So, I don't know. Well, that's probably, a good, that's probably a good thing if Mason Rudolph doesn't make the trip when they play the Browns, because I don't know that he would like what would happen if he did. So Yeah, we've got hero, Dwayne Haskins, our, our new franchise quarterback. He's going <laughs> to lead the way. And he's no. a Buckeye, George. You like the Buckeyes. Yeah, I know who Dwayne Haskins is. He, he led the Buckeyes to yeah. That was the other guy. 50, 50 touchdowns in one year. Man. Yeah. He, he's Pat Mahomes Jr. Nah. Uh, he he would have got a nice uh, chunk of change in an NIL. Yeah, oh, yeah, he, he would love that. It'd been great. Yeah. All right, well, George, we will really wrap up now. George, always fun to have you on. I wish there was more stuff I, I can make you mad about. I'm sure I could think of more more movies. I already mentioned like. Steelers and hockey. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. And bad television shows, oh, and not yeah. liking Ted, and not liking Ted Lasso enough. So you, you're doing fine. <laughs> okay. I, I I wish I could have Jason Sudeikis on because I I want to ask him. You're a regular guy, aren't you? He's probably like, oh yeah, all this hype is way overboard. You know, he's not the one writing the stories about how great he is, Chris. No, he is not. But when you that, creep down, reserved journalist. That's what. Oh that yeah. Is. Yeah, oh, it's just ridiculous. So I mean, once in a while, you you it, it gets tough to 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 con contain that because there are times when you really can only write what you see if the and, and the person is genuinely that nice. I mean, oh yeah, 
there, there, there are situations like that I'm dealing with now. So, hey. Well, to be a serious, especially when we look politically, um, over the past four years or so, the world's kind of gone off its axis. And <laughs> after what we've seen over the last four years, anybody who treats other people with respect is like, whoa, <laughs> this is unusual. <laughs> Man, you actually care for somebody else. Wow. So I think that's part of it, too, you know. We're kind of like shocked because some in the public eye is actually being nice. So, yeah. All right, all right, that's a political comment for today. So, hey, for George and Craig and Jason Sudeikis and um, <laughs> all our other friends that we installed in the podcast, have a good night, everybody. Thanks especially, for checking out the show, especially the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, no, 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 George, George, George. All right, have a great night, everybody. Go Steelers. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.